Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the tree is, is this the, the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that, that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you here? You we always look forward to that week because it was always intense. The man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My my, my favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys in the show, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because he's done on the war feet. Hey there, Marcus Dash here from Chief Concerns. Just want to comment and say Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for football, baseball, boxing, golf, and much more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns Post Game Reaction Show. I'm Marcus Dash here with my brother, Tasia Dash, and of course, legendary tight end, Jason Dunn, JD, Tasia. Great win. It was a, it was a win that, you know, we didn't have to sweat it at all after the first quarter. It was pretty much... We just kind of smooth sailed throughout the rest of the game. 41-10 victory over the Bears, who obviously anyone's been following what the Bears have been going through this week. <laughs> Getting their equipment stolen. Uh, Justin Fields making comments about the offensive coordinator. The defensive coordinator getting fired or resigning. Uh, there's a lot of things going on there. So I don't think anyone was shocked by this outcome, maybe the amount we won. Um, but I think the the, to- the topic, and there's a couple topics here. Ju- Juwan Taylor getting pulled again uh, for the whole alignment issue. Um, we'll also talk about that, but what I want to talk about is the defense. I know it's a team for the last several years since the Mahomes show, it's been all offense, 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 but we're talking about a team that's only allowed three touchdowns through the first three games of the season. Uh, only one touchdown since Chris Jones has been on the field. Um, and I don't even, I don't even think he was on the, on the field when they, when they scored that garbage <coughs> touchdown at the end of the game. But, um, what do you guys got? What do you say about this, this defense? Yeah. I know we talk about the best defense in Mahomes era, but do you guys think this is the best defense that we've had in the Andy Reid era, or even going back, even when you guys were playing, JD, even before even before this, like the Derek Thomas time? I mean, is this one of the best defenses the Chiefs have had in the last like thirty years? Mm, last thirty years. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's man. I, I tell you what, man. It, look, it's 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 still early. This is you know, this is three games, and you know, you're talking about what they're they're able to. Achieve, um, you know, got an interception right this this week. We was looking for you know doing some things differently, uh, but I told you it's going to take the little things, uh, and so I think a lot of it has to you know depend on the pieces that you have out there. You know, uh, definitely Chris Jones being one, but also to this secondary man. They, these guys are just they're ball hawks. They play stingy. They love going and challenging receivers. Uh, and Spags is just he's he just he is just calling a phenomenal game. He really is. Uh, so when you look at, you know, some of the scheme that what they're doing, you know, they're bringing some pressure. They're bringing guys from places that they're not really expecting guys to come from. Uh, that's what I love about Spags because he mixes it up. But he's going to play to the strength of what he has out there as far as uh, uh, piece-wise, right, and personnel. 
Uh, and, and like I said, he's doing a phenomenal job of that. So the last 30 years, I mean, we can start making this argument. I think it's still kind of early, but I, I love everything that they've been doing out here. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, so we have to think about, okay, Detroit Lions, Jacksonville Jaguars, Chicago Bears. Okay, we knew it was going to be a, a very dominant performance today. We, we just knew that. Uh, and so this was not a shocker. This is not a surprise whatsoever. But I, I remember they brought up the, the, the youth of this entire defense. And I'm like, man, these guys, if, if they continue to just keep this, this whole thing together, uh, man, we're going to be talking about them for a long time, for a long time. So, Tasia, uh, I know you uh, started watching the Chiefs uh, around that 30-year marker I'm talking about, like <laughs> way back. Yeah, that's so why when... I was like, whoa, 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 hold on there a second. Uh, Derek Thomas years, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, he, the, our defense was our Mahomes back then, so it's a, it's a little, it's yeah. a little different. It was a, it was a collective Mahomes. It was like the <laughs> Captain Planet group, you know, coming together to make you know Mahomes. Um, I was also looking in like recent time, like even like last ten years. I like the the mid uh, two, you know, the two teens. I um, the Sean Smith, Justin Houston, twenty two sack season. Um, those are some good defenses we had. Um, they were high up there in turnovers. We just had it. We had a stacked defense back then. Um, but dude, it, it's playing so well right now, and it's playing well despite missing players too, which is awesome. They're so deep. Uh, I think they touched upon that in the game actually. Uh, they're so deep. So when guys are missing, other guys are stepping up that are comparable. They're all bought in. They're all on the same page. Um, and it's incredible to see that out of uh, such young team. Such young defense, so sky's the limit, man. It, it, it's 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 so exciting to watch that. Yeah, yeah. It's seeing Chris Jones just kind of wreck havoc. I mean, uh, he's I think he's on pace for like I think someone said like during the game he's on pace for like like the twenty eight plus sacks this year. Obviously, he's probably not going to get that twenty eight plus sacks, but like he's already on pace. And this is a guy who missed game one of the season. Just him coming in is wreaking havoc the way he has over the last two weeks. Just shows you what his worth is and. I don't know if, if a guy you know, talk about prove it deals and a guy's proving it is, is Chris Jones. And I don't think he really has much to prove anyway, but that's a guy who is proving it on this one year trial run. He has with, with Kansas City before he hits the market next year. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a prove it deal. I don't think it at all. I mean, we, we've known he's been one of the best defensive players in the NFL. So what does he have to prove? Right. Yeah. It's, not, it's not a case of him proving himself. It's just a case of the chiefs paying him the money. Right, and that's that's really what it is. It's what it boils down to, and so uh, that's what this whole holdout and all this was was about. It wasn't like, hey, well, Chris Jones, you may be like one of the best, right? So in negotiations, it's always, well, you know, he's, you know, people was giving him thirty. He ain't even thirty yet. They all oh, man, he's thirty. He's almost gonna be thirty-one. Like you're giving him two years now, and all of a sudden, so now you're you're saying he's too old to do anything, and this guy's just he's out there just absolutely wreaking havoc. So it wasn't necessarily. I, I, it's not a proven. Prove a deal whatsoever. He's he's one of the best in the NFL, man, and he, and it just shows. It keeps showing, and I think he. To be honest with you, I think this whole holdout and then d- dealing with this whole situation with him just it probably gave him a little bit more fuel. It really did, to be honest with you. Because now it's like, you know what? Okay, I thought I had this promise in the bag with these guys. Uh, okay, come back and sign this one year deal. I could be let go next season. I'm looking at, you know, maybe getting another payday from maybe particularly somebody else if the Chiefs aren't willing to do it. So 
I think it's, that's just one of the things, just showing people. Like he said, he keeps receipts. He keeps them. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you've seen all the people that was was just kind of talking about it, man. But Chris Jones, is a, he, he's a monster. He's a monster out there. But, um, I think uh, if, if, if I were to equate it to any kind of prove it, it would be, you know, the whole argument apparently was between Aaron Donald money or like the next tier of uh, D tackles. It's probably he's proving I'm closer to Aaron Donald than I am that other tier of tackles that just got paid. Like I want closer to that and that scale. You might want to go dead in the center, but let's go. Let's lean this way on that. You know, right, right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, you know, I'm, you, I, I'm not even sure. You know, I, I know he was. I think he was trying to average 27 a year. That's what he was trying to do, right? He wanted the brand new, brand new deal, and he didn't want to play for 20 million dollars this year. Or, 19, whatever it is now, for what you know, all the fines and whatnot. But I think he was looking more for the 27th year, right? You could keep going back to this or that. But I think it's just more so anything else that he's just going out, like you're saying, and just proving the point. Like, I got to keep proving who I am. I mean, I, we've been to three Super Bowls with me out here. One, two, I've been up as one of the, the defensive players of the year. Okay, I've been dominating since I, you know, the past couple of years. I'm one of the best defense tackles in the NFL. Uh, but the thing is, I, it, his presence also, too, I think, gives guys around him a lot of energy as well. I mean, when we talk about infectious, like your attitude, how you approach the game, that's what he gives. That that right there is currency in itself that teams need. And so it's the same thing with Travis Kelsey on the other side I was talking about. Same thing with these young receivers. Like when he goes out there and he's balling out of control right in front of Taylor Swift, they just said that a thousand times today. You know? <laughs> oh, I man. Jeez. Like, I was like, okay. I'm like, if they show Taylor Swift one more time, okay? You know she got the game. Right? Dude, she, she popped up on my playlist. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She didn't. She didn't. <laughs> Pretty good. But – you know, that, that, but that's that, that's what it's all about. Like you, you get these young guys together. You got a young defense. You got a veteran like Chris Jones. You got a young uh, a wide receiver core. You got a veteran like Travis Kelsey. And so these guys are absolutely in, in, vital and imperative for the success of a team. Especially if you're looking at the older guys. You know, like hey, you know, we're getting older. Who's going to be the next guys? We are, you know, going to start making the plays, right? Yeah, and yeah. Mike Dana has played his ass off uh, this year. And that's the thing, we're defensively all over the place. We're getting, like, contributions from everybody. Malik Herring's getting uh, some great reps. King Felix has looked fantastic. Um, and this is – and Mike Dana has looked playing – DT playing uh, end. He had that one rush where he just got right in Fields' face right away. Just freaking uh, – uh, I think it was the center that he just kind of mashed up there. Um, but, like – and this is without Charles Mann, who are, are one of our main offseason additions, one of the guys who paid the most money to. He hasn't even played yet. We're going to see him in a couple of weeks here. But, like, this is all without one of our main defensive uh, additions this offseason. So, like, it's the, we're just getting contributions from everybody. And, you know, you, you got to give Spags his due. I mean, Spags is, has really put Coach's ass off this um, this season so far. Yeah, no, no doubt about it, man. I, like I said, I, I, love, I love Spags anyway, man. He's, he's, he's just a great dude. Uh, you know, I, I went against him when he, he was New York and all those things. You'd have conversation, kind of talking to him. Uh, but man, Spags, man, he he understands uh, all the the nice toys and machines he has in that room, and he knows he can mold them. And I, I said this before: when you got young guys, they only know what they know. 
And so you got young defensive ends, you got young corners, safeties, you know, linebackers. So to him, he can work it out like a mad scientist to get these guys doing what I want them to do. Okay. Sometimes when you get an older vet coming from different places, you know, maybe their philosophy is trying to, you know, you know, teach an old dog new tricks. Well, the old dog in it, it there is who's he's had, right? Chris Jones. So it's like this, hey, this is my this is my product right here. Okay. And so yeah. it, that's that to me, man. Spags, without a doubt, like I said, it's been called on a brilliant game. He definitely, you know, is 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 about giving his due. We got to give him his flowers, man. Spag's doing a tremendous, tremendous job of calling games right now. For sure. I um, love your comparison to Kelsey and Jones on offense and defense, too, because you have you have the elite player who, like, who's the rock on that side of the ball, and then you have good depth everywhere, and we just need a couple of guys to step up in moments to kind of have the whole level of a play rise, right? So, like – if, if Kelsey has a standard seven for, you know, 80 and a touchdown, we just need two of Rice or Moore or even Watson or McKinnon or hopefully Ross at some point, MVS, to step up and have good games. Same thing on defense. Chris Jones brings his sack a game. Someone else, two of our other guys need to step up and have like a sack or a big play. And it's, you know, such an added bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, talking uh, obviously forty-one to ten uh, offense uh, played pretty well this game. Uh, my, my question is: so we're, we're going to get into John, uh, Jawan Taylor, uh, but just for starters, do, do you think is our offense back, JD, or is just the or is this game just a product of Chicago just not being on our level at all? And then sometimes when you're playing a, a mismatch of an opponent, you can just kind of steamroll these guys, even if you aren't clicking. And do you see the offense clicking? Are we back to our normal self or not? Not yet. I, I wouldn't say back, man. You you still build it. You got young guys that you're still building on. And so this is because you, you got new guys, new pieces in there. You still have to say, hey, look, what can these guys do? It was great to see Justin Ross and Rasheed Rice out there and Rasheed Rice going out there and making plays. And so it's the same thing. Like, yeah, we got, you know, the, the one, uh, you know, continuity with Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes but we got new guys around here that we still don't know what they can possibly do. And so you're building it up. I wouldn't say we're back. We're still building. And you keep building, get something better than what you had before, right? Pacheco's got another year under his belt. He's still running hard. He's got a little injuries. Same thing with, you know, trying to find out where MBS is. He showed up today, right, catching some footballs. Uh, you know, Justin Watson came in and, you know, made a contribution. And so that's the thing about it, man. You, you always want to get better. You always want to you know, try to improve on what you're doing, right? And so when you say you're back, like you said, yeah, part of it is, you know, it's the Bears defense who are floundering to try to find their way, right? I mean, hey, I mean, when you're talking about a just a, a really imploded, you know, team and organization, I mean, we found them today. So it's hard, man. It's tough. I, I'm serious. I mean, we talking about raids and all the, you know, it's coming out of the, you know, we got stuff stolen and who wants to play in something like that, really? <laughs> Seriously, I mean, it's a circus. It's an absolute circus. Tage, are we, are we back? Or are you uh, you with JD on this one? It was such. It was already a really good week to play the Bears because they just haven't looked good at all on the field. Getting up 27 of the Bucks, Baker throwing for 300 yards for the first time in like two years. Um, their offense going through an identity crisis. 
We just needed a really good get right game because I mean, even though we beat the Jags and a W's back in the win column, everything didn't feel right after that game. Like we still didn't look like there, you know, the team that we should be. Um, so we needed them to come on and, and beat a, a really bad team badly, right? Yeah. If you want to be one of the best teams, you have to beat the worst of the rest, don't you? You have to I mean you have to right. take care of business, man. Especially yeah. coming back um after a Jags a lot or um Lions loss at Arrowhead to start. So um, we need to go out there and beat that team like that. I don't think we're back by any means, but it's good to see us beat a bad team badly. I'll, I'll say that. Because if we didn't, I think you and I talked about this recently, Marcus, if we kind of struggled out there, it would even if we won, if we had like a dirty like 20 to 17, 20 to 16 type win, that would not be good on so many levels. That would be really scary because this team was just – didn't look ready to play like a football game. I mean, they just didn't look prepared and they're dealing with a lot on all ends. So that's, I don't blame them, but at the same time, we have to still have to come out and do what we can do against uh, an inferior opponent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you can almost, you can almost see it on their faces. Like the entire time. It's just like, it's like, they are just trying to deal. Right. It's just like, we just trying to deal with this thing. And so it's like, Hey man, you know, what, what do you expect? Well, shoot, you know, we, we're going to try to come out here and, Give one for the old, you know, for, for the Gipper. You know, but, you know, That's week three too, JD. Week three, it's already happening. They're already they're already going out there with what you just said on their on their faces. Yeah. Oof. Oh man. Yeah, it's it's rough. I I feel for the Chicago Bears fans. Um, they deserve better. <laughs> um, but uh, talking about sticking with the offense, last week we talked about running the ball, kind of getting into this kind of rhythm, getting our guys going. And finally, it looked like we committed to the run for, for like for the very first time in a really long time. We committed to the run. I think this is one of the most amount of carries Pacheco's had in his career, 15 carries. Uh, CEH also got 15 carries. Yes, it was because, I mean, he was playing the garbage time in the last quarter with Gabbert. But still, 15 carries for him, 15 carries for uh, Pacheco, a couple carries for McKinnon, a couple catches for McKinnon, touchdown catches. So he's, we're getting him the ball back. What did you uh, kind of – what did you think about the way we kind of used our uh, running backs today, JD? It felt like we actually had somewhat of a pattern and a rhythm to use all three guys and 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 use them in their own special way. And I, I that that's something that we haven't done and we haven't really found that yet. And it seems like today we kind of found the spot for that. Yeah, I, I think going into the game, that was one of the things they wanted to emphasize. They didn't want to ignore that part of uh, that phase of the offense, right? Because they understand, and I, I've said this before. You know, look, we got very brilliant guys, very smart coaches. And so they're understanding, like, look, we got young wide receivers. Let's get Pacheco them going, okay, to keep everybody honest so we can get the balls in the zones and whatnot against this defense. And that's exactly what they did. I mean, when they hunted, you know, handed it off, I'm like, hey, what? <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm talking about. And I love it. I love it that they was just kind of – maybe they listen to us, Marcus. Maybe that's what they're doing, huh? I think maybe so. This, you know – the Chiefs concerns and saying, you know what, Marcus and Jason been talking about running the football, man. Let's listen to these guys. Okay, <laughs> what they're talking about. So, uh, now it was it was it was good to see. It really was. Uh, we we understand, man, that our running backs bring an element to the game uh, that we need, especially when you have like this youth that you're having to deal with from the wide receiver core. And you know, of course, them having such a rocky start and them, you know, trying to get better. So in this part of getting better. Let's rely on the guys that we know can do the do the job, right? Who can carry the load? Tight ends and running backs, okay? 
Pacheco, McKinnon, right? CEH come in. Let's 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 lean on them a little bit. And so everything opens up for everybody, right? Everybody gets the glory. Everybody gets a little shine. And so that's the way it should work. That's how offenses are really are, are kind of put together. You know, because it's a team sport, you want guys, everybody to kind of come in and eat. But it is a rhythm. It is, you know, trying to get into like uh, you know, this this whole pulse of things, right? That's what you want to be able to do. You were, you, you were probably there thinking a second quarter carry. Oh my gosh, what? Wow, I can't believe it. It's unreal. I, you know, I was. I, oh my gosh, a carry after the first drive. Wow, <laughs> spoiling us over here, man. Um, I, I just did some digging. Yeah, he wasn't his highest uh, carries in the game, but it's close. I think it's like third or fourth. He had tw- he had twenty two last season, sixteen, and then fifteen, fifteen. Um, <laughs> But speaking of carries, though, we're uh, we're sixteen and two, and Pacheco gets eight or more carries in the last two years. Um, he just picks up tough yards. It's not flashy. I mean, he's just chugging along, high kneeing in practice almost. And you're just like the guy who's getting a ton of effort in practice. Like, yeah, we need to get him more work. He tries so damn hard. It's just, he gets five yards a carry, picks it up. A defense has to account for him because he will take. I mean, like he'll, he he doesn't stop, so you can't go like half ass effort against him. Um, and when he's effective and you give him the ball, you get second and third and shorts, which Pat eats up, even on the, either on the ground, taking what he can get or takes a deep shot because he can because it's going to be third and five and third and manageable. Um, I think that's the best formula. I think it's Pacheco eating up the bulk of the carries, uh, McKinnon eating up the receiving work, and CEH filling in the gaps in a very mediocre way. Mm, ah, come on. <laughs> Come on, man. Even in garbage time, 15, he, had, he averaged like 3.7 a carry in, in, in garbage time. Like, uh, some, could, some could argue without CEH's uh, key cash last week in that Jacksonville game coming out of the second half. We don't win that game. We don't even score on that drive without CEH giving us some little some juice. Right. I know. And here's the thing I know he hasn't lived up to his expectations being a first round pick, but CEH has had time where he has shined in his limited career. He's been limited by injuries. We also don't, we talk about this all the time. Running backs need somewhat of a rhythm, and how inconsistent these guys get carries. How can anyone get be, be the guy? And we don't even we haven't consistently used him out of the backfield in, in in his in his career, in his short career so far. And that was one of the big things he was good for in college. We haven't really used them. Look, can't I, you're I, defending Ch to me right now, of all people. <laughs> well, look, I, I'll I'll do you one better. It, it, the thing is, it also helps out the offensive linemen. And so if our offensive linemen are used to catching guys and not coming off the football and, and actually just, you know, just mauling guys, then that's, that's something they got to get used to. They got to get tougher. And, and it's crazy because uh, I was, uh, we were driving back from my, my, my grandson's game. He had a, a flat football game. And so we kind of watched the game, listening to it. My wife asked me, it's like, what is he talking about? I said, he's talking about a passing team becomes a little soft. That's what he means. And that's true. They become soft up front. And guys that are blocking big boys up front like to hit things. They don't like to catch things. They like to hit. They want to be the hitter, not, you know, that's what they want to do. They want to hit people. They want to just maul guys. Uh, and, hey, if you're not doing that, you're not used to it, then those yards are going to be a little bit more tougher, okay, because guys are not getting in their cleats coming off the football. But when you have a running team, you can see how the tough yards kind of go and it, it kind of plays into it. Uh, and, you know, it's just that's just reality of it. It is. Uh, but that's why I want us to get a little bit more, you know, kind of in that running game. Get into that vein a little bit more, right? 
practice a little more when they run the ball. So it just it just it breeds toughness. It does. You can't help it. You just can't help it. And that's what that's why we've always had a problem with this whole third and short, fourth and one. It's like why are we why are we having a problem with this? Well, we're not doing a, whole, a lot of it. Okay, we're just not. And so there's got to be some. I don't eat eating some raw red meat, whatever it needs to do. Just you know, just letting everything just lay down and just coming off the football, hit people in the mouth. Okay, sometimes that's necessary. You know, so I, I love the tough yards, uh, uh, Taysha. I love it. I can see it. It's great. Yeah. Hey, CH, if you're getting three and four, hey, I, go ahead. Get your three in. Get the three or four, all right? I'd love to see a little self squirt out, you know, the power every once in a while. That's all right. That's all right. I just have a feeling that if CH wasn't a, uh, you know, a top pick, first-round pick, if he yeah. was like a guy, a uh, fifth-rounder, most of us would be saying, like, he, he needed to go a long time ago, right? I mean – that first yeah. round badge he wears definitely helps him in a lot of regard. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's not like he – I mean, the guy's got talent. You know, he – and Yeah, he's he shown flashes. Yeah, I mean, you first pick for a reason. And I, I think, like I said before, he, he, maybe in a different offense he may – shoot, he might, he might be very, you know, highly successful. We just don't know. He just happens to be in this offense where, you know, we're going to be passing the football, and that's going to be our thing. I think his role with his skill set's pretty good for us because we have the, the masher in uh, Pacheco and we have like the really good receiving threat out of the backfield and jet. And then we need a guy who can kind of float and do a little of both, right? And I think CEH, yeah. he does fit into that mold for his playing style. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying more so like uh, where you are getting 15 to 20 carries a game. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. I, opportunity. I'm talking about a guy. You know, yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm, I'm talking about maybe in an offense where you you're dealing with somebody who does get their rhythm, right? As opposed to like maybe getting four or five yards of carry, and you're, you're still, you're like, man, stay warm. And he's like, Shit, okay, I stay warm. You know, how about y'all hand the ball off to me, right? I, <laughs> I know how running backs feel, man. I know them jokers. I know how they feel. They want the ball too, just like everybody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you mean to tell me LJ wanted even more when he was getting thirty carries a game? <laughs> 30 carries he wanted he wanted 40 give me 40 <laughs> especially and look especially if he's just running through folks yeah. keep getting the ball keep getting keep getting the football so mm -hmm. yeah I, especially and i think also too with the way pacheco does run how physical of a runner he is 50 carries with the way he runs and you know he's, he's always hammering dudes you, you do need a guy who can spell him to get eight to ten touches if we want to continue this balance attack some teams aren't just kind of yeah. focusing in on the uh the pass that's right that's right yeah uh, so talking about, you know, you talk about linemen wanting to be able to hit people and stuff. Well, Jawan Taylor, uh, one guy who um, anticipating that a little too much. I don't think the, the anticipation is not really what he's getting flagged for. It's the alignment. And something we talked about a couple weeks back um, after the week one where everyone's making such a big deal about his alignment. Um, something that the guy never really got called for before he came to Kansas City, but now he's in the spotlight wearing red. He's got a, a, a target on his back from the officiating. Do you think the Colts are fair, JD? You know, I know a couple weeks back you said, yeah, he's moving, he's moving early, and he's not getting flagged for the fall start. It's the alignment. What do you think about the? I mean, is this alignment that bad? Greg Olson even called it out when he threw that uh, touchdown of MVS. He was like, "Whoa!" He's like, "I don't even think it was bad here. I, I think he was fine. I think he was lined up uh, properly here." I know, but he's looking from. You, you can't hardly see it. You can't see the, you know, their vantage point from, you know, the the, the sideline judge. Uh, I mean, the rules are the rules, right? And I'm sure, he, like you said, he's been told this several times. Like, you know, hey, look, work on your alignment. Get your alignment right. 
So I don't know if that was like, a, you know, taking him out was like a, a one of those like, hey, look, you're going to sit here for a second. Like, this, this, this is ridiculous. We don't have to keep telling you this. Uh, and I don't want to make this like it's controversial. Like he might be like, yo, coach, like I'm, you know, shoot. He's like, you know what? Fine. You want to listen? We, we done told you this. Just have a seat for a second here, okay? Because this is going to happen each and every every game. This is what's going to happen with you. We're just going to take you out, all right? So I, if you don't like sitting over here with me and watching everybody else play, get your mind right, get yourself right, go out there and, and do what you're supposed to do. So, man, I just uh, – it, it's you could you – could, he can turn in and look to see where he's at. He can do that for a second and find out. You know what I mean? Like, I, I – uh, especially the way if he's if he's being told, yeah, do the little things to turn in and say, okay, I'm good on this one, right? I'm good. Can he look at the side judge? Because you know how the wide receivers come like, hey, am I good? Can I sit yeah. over here? You should yeah. do the same thing. Like, hey, can I give you something and let me know? And sometimes they'll let them know. Sometimes they won't. So, hmm. you know, this, this is crazy to me, though, to be honest with you. It's crazy. How peculiar is it? And I know we're talking about the, his the flag. I mean, look, his pass blocking grades phenomenal. He's gotten our, our pass blocking and, and um, our win rate's been great from the old line. So this is not a problem with that. The, the the protection's not a problem, not an issue. But this guy's getting pulled for the second time in the first three weeks of the season because of the alignment. And print and we and you and I, you're you're a huge Prince guy. We we lo- we love Prince. I mean, he, his spot duty last year and last year he's been he's come in and filled in uh, admirably. But what do you think about uh, just the uh, how weird is this? A guy who's doing so f- fine at his actual uh, at blocking and protection and run blocking, but he's getting pulled out of the game because he cannot whatever for whatever reason the the alignment's just off. It's weird, right? Okay, uh, I'm gonna say this. I think it's coaches may view it as something as maybe a lack of focus or mental block, or whatever it may be. It's almost like having a running back that may fumble. Like he may do everything right, and all of a sudden, here comes the fumbles, right? And it's like, oh, shoot. Well, what ends up happening is, even you might think of it as, as insignificant, coaches may look at it like, man, you're putting our team in jeopardy by doing these, like these, these, you know, these penalties. Why do we need these needless penalties? You don't have to. It's one thing, if you're blocking a guy, you get a holding call. That's different. Okay, because you're trying hard. We look. I'll, I'll never get on you for something that you're giving an effort for. But this is just this is lining up. This is lining up, and so that's part of the problem. Because it's like, hey man, this we ain't even snapped anything yet. This is just alignment, like simple things, like the foundation. Like it's a simple thing for you just get out there and just line up. It's different from you doing something while you're in the process of actually, you know, doing your job, right? So I, I think it's a lot of that. I'm, I'm just I'm just telling you how, how coaches think, and really are. And they get pissed off on things like that, because then they think like you're not you're not focused, you're not focused on what you have to do. They want every aspect of you to be right there, being in the game, be present, and everything. So that's a big deal. That's a big deal to a lot of coaches. It, it really is. It really is. So I did, I just know this because I've seen this before a lot of it, and, I, and I'm not not in regard to like just lining it up, but sometimes it's something like it false start. Like why do you false start? Like go get him out of the game. I've seen it plenty of times. Coach, get it. Go get it. Go get it. He ain't there. He's not. So it's man. 
I, I don't like seeing it. I tell you that. I, I don't like the optics of it, to be honest with you. You know, I get that you're trying to get a guy's mind right and focused up, but you know, when people see you pulling him out and whatnot, then everybody's perceiving there's an issue and a problem right there. They might perceive like it's a bigger issue and a problem there. So I know I, I'm just me as a former player looking at it, and I'm like, man. And there was also another thing with that because I mean, he didn't come back in when when uh, Donovan Smith went down for a little bit for an injury for a little bit, but he came back in the game later on. They just moved Prince over to left tackle, and then Juwan came back in at the right tackle. So we don't even know when at, at what point they were going to put him back in the game. Obviously, it was a blowout at that point, but they moved yeah. him over. Also, I think it was funny too because remember the beginning of the season, the off season. Oh, Juwan's going to play left tackle. Donovan Smith gets hurt. Who's the one playing left tackle? Prince's, not Jawan Taylor. Um, yeah. I thought that was a funny, uh, funny nugget there. Yeah. Our, left, our left tackle of the future. <laughs> <laughs> but what do, you, what do y'all think? What do y'all? What do you, I mean, how do how do y'all how are y'all looking at this? You know, really. Technical talk. I'll leave to you, but as far as just, it, it, it's crazy to me because. I'll just say this. I applaud the Chiefs for completely saying, you know what, ignoring the money, ignoring the contract, and just going, a player is ex- extremely struggling at a a crucial part of the game. He's a, a crucial part of his job, mm-hmm. right? Like, it, it's – it's. I can't even give it like an office or a normal man's uh, everyday job a comparison. It's crazy. It's just – it's someone who just consistently is not getting the same thing right over and over and over again. And they're just saying, screw it. I don't care what he makes, man. He needs to come off the, he needs to come off the field. He didn't get it corrected. Um, just think about it. I'm not I'm not blaming it on him. But if he doesn't do that, if he doesn't have that penalty on the MBS play, we score and Mahomes doesn't get rolled up on. Yes. It's just stupid stuff that can happen in an NFL game if you take too many snaps that are unnecessary. You don't need to. We, we didn't need to take that snap. It should have been a touchdown. I know Greg Olson said he couldn't really see it there. But I think what he said afterwards is like they're, they're they're watching you, big guy. Like it just means like you can't even be close about it right now. Right, right. Don't even like I know you think you're like you're lined up fine. Like dude, I, I've done this a million times. Are you kidding me? I never get called for that. It doesn't matter right now. You and close calls are not are not being called the way you want. They're, they're close calls are going to be called away from you right now. It, it, it's like a it's like a guy who's being targeted in basketball, right? Like he's not. You got to lay off a little bit on defense. Like the, the reaching, they're going to call you for right now. You have five fouls. Don't mess with it right now. Keep your hands up. Make sure go over and beyond. You're not going to get called, dude. When you're get, when you're getting called for as much as he is, don't even chance it. Just just get, I mean, yeah, go, go go an extra step forward if you have to. Even like that's it. that's man, all. It's it's, right. it's it's crazy, man. That, that is, man, and, and that's a great point of it. That's because. Taking a point, you know, a touchdown off the board. It's like, what if this was a crucial play that we needed? Yeah. Okay. Like we, we you need to understand the consequences of what's going on here. The, like the gravity of the situation. Yeah, we're beating them by, you know, X amount of points at this at, at this moment. But if it's in a playoff game to go to the Super Bowl, you need to understand how serious this is. And what I told you, like the little things, it's the little things that take care of the big things. Little things such as this, like, you know, we heard of, of uh, uh, what's the name? Of, I can't think of, oh, my gosh, the coach for UCLA. Uh, Chu Kelly? No, no, for back in the day. Oh, uh, uh, Jim Moore Jr.? 
No, no, it's it's up there. Um, <laughs> John Wooden? Wooden, yeah. When he was talking about, you know, hey, when you come in, I'm gonna teach you how to tie your shoes. We're not gonna go out here and shoot ball, and we're gonna practice. We're gonna know the, the little things. And it was like uh, Bill Walton was like, man, why are we tying our shoes? Why are we doing these different things? Like, and he's because these little things right here matter. They matter. And so, if you don't have these little things, you know, already sewed up, not doing the right things, then when we need those little things to be uh, perfect, and they're not. It's going to affect the big things. It's going to affect these games. Something's going to happen to you. So we got to get this foundation right. So I think it's right, Tasia. Like you said, I think it is that foundation of saying, man, look, you took seven points off the board. Why would you do that? Right? We, we, we can't just let this go. We can't just keep talking to you. Right? If I keep telling you and telling you, but there's no consequences to what you're doing, how are we, how are we serving you? We're yep. not servicing you, and we're not servicing the team. So – so, yeah, man, move up with foot. If you need to practice now, I don't care what it is, that you have to, hey, move up two feet or foot, practice that way in your alignment. This is what we're going to do. I tell you what, emphasizing that, if you don't do it, we're going to sit your butt again. How about that? Like you said, I don't care how much money you make it. It doesn't matter to me, right? So, uh, yeah. Better to overcorrect in the situation, at least for now, at least until the spotlight's not on you anymore by the uh, officiating crew and the whole NFL watching you. They need to assign someone in the staff to just to just watch them on snaps. So just watch them and be like, more, more. It's yeah. too close. It's too close. Anywhere in this area, no good. Move up. Mm-hmm. Is that something he could he could talk to the officiating crew before the game? Like, hey, like, can you can you tell me if I'm off or is that like? Is, are those conversations had with the officiating crew? Like, do you guys yeah. do you guys talk to them? You could you could tell the you could tell the coach like hey man can you help me out he's like look I'll let you know and, and sometimes I won't sometimes it's on you it, it's not my job to keep you know telling you if you're good or not yeah, yeah the, the assistant online coach will let him know I'm I'm sure he's probably watching him and, and checking like hey man move up just a little bit what do you need to do but this is this the onus is on him it's not anybody else's job to do that the onus is on him get up there get lined up okay and go kick somebody's tail that's what you're supposed to do. That's what we're paying you for. So we ain't paying $80 million for you to be outside you know, in the bad alignment, right? I don't care how 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 you validate it and all they're picking on me. Line the, the daggone thing up right. How about that? Do your job. You hear Coach Hall? Do your job. Don't worry about everybody else's. Do yours. So uh, he'll get it corrected. I know he will. He'll get it corrected. But He has eight of our 18 penalties this season. Damn. Eight, yeah, he had, uh, he had five. I believe he had five against Jacksonville. He had two today, and then he had one against the Lions. Not not all the same penalty, but well, just, yeah, no, no. just yeah. in general, though. I mean, you know, right? right. Like I said, effort penalties. I, I don't. I don't really. Hey, man, look, you, you, this you're giving an effort here. Sometimes these things happen as far as holding and whatnot. As, as long as it's not blatant, uh, but lining up issues, uh, you know, false start issues. That's a problem. That's mental focus. That's focus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do, do you think uh, his uh, was it was it Andy's call to take him out of the game when, when something like that happens, right, JD? Um, is that Andy Heck, our old line coach, saying, "Hey, like let's let's pull him out, let's get him right, or something like that"? Because they, they said last time they wanted him to that when they pulled him out, it was more like, "Hey, like kind of a reset, and then get your mind right, then go back in there again." And I don't think he had any uh, false starts or anything the last time he uh, that uh, they did this. Uh, I'm sure that has been 
talked about. They, they make a move. I'm sure Andy would, you know, sign off on it. Yeah, I mean, you got to go through Andy on anything before you bring – you know, he wants to know. Right. I'm sure if Andy's sitting over there like, hey, man, why is he out of the game, right? Because I, I, I'm not asking to bring him out of the game because you pissed at him, okay, not lining up. I want, I want him protecting Patrick Mahomes, okay? That's why we're paying $80 million, not because you have a personal vendetta. But if it's already been talked about, like, look, man, if he gets out of line, he does this, man, pull him out. Yeah. Yeah, so – yeah, that 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 goes from the top on down. There, you know, nothing's being done without any of them knowing. It's just yeah. that's how it works. That's it. And I will I will say, like going from the the first game of the season to now, I we're not really he's cut down on the whole uh, getting off the ball uh, a little fast. Yeah, I, I didn't didn't get a call for that. And I was watching yeah. the game today. I didn't really see it. it. It wasn't as blatant as it was maybe that yeah. first game. Um, as Lane Johnson always does. It wasn't as blatant as that. But yeah, I mean, uh, he, he's fixed that at, at least. Now he's got to fix this other part, and I think we won't be seeing him pulled out of the game anymore. At least, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. And if he does, it's a it's a good thing. It's in a, in a thirty-four to nothing blowout. If it if it is, uh, if he is getting pulled out. <laughs> oh, right, right, yeah. All right, guys. Well, that does it for our post game show on Chief Concerns uh, tomorrow. JD now will be uh, on a, at least around one o'clock tomorrow on right here on Bleacher Report for our Monday morning tight end show it's our grade report card and jd's uh i'm sure jd's got some tough grades this week and if mm-hmm. anyone watched last week this guy's a tough grader i would not be i would not want to be in his class hey listen i hey, I'm, I'm always fair i always i, I always look at it fairly and i man, i don't mind giving attaboys and pats on the back believe me i don't so i'm gonna give credit <laughs> where credit is due but i'm also gonna call some things out to some things i see so like i said i put my coach's hat on and i'll make my grades <laughs> Got to keep them honest. Got to keep. You have to. You have to, right? Because <laughs> you get to a point they feeling themselves too much, and it's like, okay, you can't do uh, nothing wrong. Know. Yeah, because that's the name. Like, bull. No, it's not. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> okay. Yeah. Say why this suck. Why this suck. Why this suck. Okay. Because I'm gonna keep this standard here, and that's what championships teams do. They keep a high standard, and that's yeah. why you are champions. You know. So, um, yeah, that's what I got to do, Marcus. I'll, hey, I, I respect it. Yeah. I respect it. You, you're, you're fair. You're honest. And they, yeah, that's why. That's why I love you. <laughs> but all right, guys. Well, you guys. I hope you enjoy the show, uh, and we'll see you guys uh, tomorrow for the Monday morning tight end show. Take it easy, fellas. Later, guys. Right. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show. Subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.